Welcome to the Love Report, Patty. I got to tell you, we're going to go right into it today. Remember I was telling you, you know, about all the people, and I want to share a story, right, before I know you're passionate about this subject, right? All these people out there are constantly, we hear all the time, there's no good men out there, there's no good women out there, there's no good this, there's no good that, right? Right. So it's really funny. I was going through this period a couple of months ago where I was meeting people, and they were flaking on me. And a friend of mine looks at me and says, it's you. Fuck, it's not why is me. It, why is it you? Come explain. He says, it's all about you. And I realized it is about me because I was one foot in, one foot out, didn't really so get you committed. Were indecisive I was indecisive. indecisive right. So then all of a sudden I woke up one day on a Saturday and you and I are manifestors. So we know I woke up one day on a Saturday, didn't have my daughter. And I said, you know what? I want to go meet some interesting women, interesting people in my life that Where'd I can connect with. I just walked around Venice. And the next thing oh, you know, like, you walk around Venice, you find cool people. I, I all the time. All the time. So I'm walking around Venice. I go have lunch. All of a sudden, I meet somebody. We talk. We go out the next night. You know, all of a sudden. Are appropriate women? Oh, yeah. They're all age appropriate women. Over 40 for you? Over 30. Um, So. Over 40 is age appropriate. Yeah, so they're all age appropriate. So, you know, we go. What did I say? 10 down, 10 up, no more than that? Right. So listen to that. I got it. You're not going into 30s because you're going to be stuck again with them either wanting to have babies or they're crazy, crazy, like, with their own shit. Mid-30s. 40s is more settled for you. I try. Why does everyone think a woman over 40 is some bitter little crone? No, I like women over 40. I I mean, I enjoy them. I met a woman over 40 this week that I'm going to go hang with. Are you online dating? No. Okay. I don't like it. Why? I love online. Do you? I love it. Oh, I can't stand it. It's like... like I'm on Tinder. It's like Cracker... Well, that's the same thing. Tinder's like crack. It's like Cracker Jack. Well, that's the same thing. No, Tinder's crack. Tinder's like... Swoop up. So I found, oh, I found the back end of but Tinder. you are in Tinder. No, you? but I do a back end of Tinder. Like what if I that? see someone who has mutual friends, I then go take a look at them, find them under the mutual friends, and then I go send an, send an email to them. And I'll say to them, I say, hey, look. What does she really look like? No, I send an email to the person. I say, hey, look. I said, we're mutual friends. I saw you on Tinder. I said, plain and simple. I said, I'd like to get to know you. I said, I'm not into Tinder's like free. the Tinder Why don't Tinder you thing. approach her? Oh, because Tinder, you swoop right, and then she's got to swoop right. Most of the time, women are just so terrified because they've had bad Tinder dates. Why are you so me this about? way is much better. This I way thought, works great. Isn't Tinder too young? No, you? there's a lot of people on above 40 on oh, Tinder. No, seriously? Oh, tons. Well, anyway, plenty of fish is like that. That's where we you meet. You didn't me. like it's plenty of fish. Me. It's called Meet Me. You like Same pl- thing. Yeah, you did well. I know you met David on Plenty Fish. I didn't like it. I'm not big in online. It doesn't to me. I gotta feel someone's energy. I gotta feel them. I gotta well, see who they online are. Online is Tinder. Yeah, I know, but like you're I, doing the back end. It's the same thing. Yeah, but I don't really. You make no I, sense. I make. You I, make no sense. Well, because I meet them out and about. So if I get bored, I look at Tinder. Tinder, honestly, you know what? I look at Tinder when I'm going to the bathroom in the morning because it's it's great reading. It's like. But well, Tinder's know. based on Facebook, right? Yeah, um, Tinder's based on Facebook, well, and Hinge is based on you, Facebook. What if you don't have a Facebook page? Uh, you could put up a Tinder page, a yeah. Tinder thing. Yeah. Because I hate Facebook. You're not on Facebook? I'm on Facebook for business reasons, like I'm like a celebrity. But you don't I'm, do any personal Facebook stuff. I know, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I don't have the time. I'm already on Twitter. It's enough for Twitter. Ugh, people with their Facebook posts. And by it's the like, way... You know what Facebook is? It's like Narcissistic.com. Yeah. If, by the way, on Twitter, feel free to tweet me a question. I'm doing questions every week, you know, uh, Ask Patty, probably like Wednesday hump day. So feel free to ask me a question at Patty Stanger, and that's with an I, okay? P-A-T-T-I. Um, but I don't understand, like, you're saying you're on, okay, so, okay, so here's a funny story. We're talking about indecisive, one foot in, one foot out, and now he's sort on Tinder, but he's not on Tinder, but he might be in the back of Tinder. Hello, David! (laughs) You just, you just, Tinder's Tinder's entertaining David, you just said you're indecisive, and that was a perfect example. I'm sort of in it, but I'm not really in it, and I'm on the back end. So you know what that's going to happen. So you're going to get new people that are indecisive. Right, so, exactly. So what's going to happen to me on Tinder is if I actually, if I go to, if I, 
If I make it a commitment to Tinder, I'm going to meet people on Tinder. If I don't make a commitment to Tinder, I'm going to have indecisive. So I'm going to, I'm going to meet people who want to meet, but they don't want to meet and they don't want to do that. And that's what we we're really getting into here. When you communicate to the universe indecision, you're going to get indecision. When you communicate to the universe that there's no good single people out there, you're commu communicating that there are no good single people out there. So what do you meet? The dredges, the terrible people. I mean, you hear it all the time. LA sucks for dating. New York's better. Really? Well, then go to move to New York because people in New York are bitching and complaining too. You just, he, do you understand he made no sense? Okay. I anyway. made a lot of sense there. All right. So let's go I back. Let's go back to your, the attractor factor. Mm -hmm. So you can only attract what you are. Okay, and law of attraction says what is likened to itself is draw, is drawn. So when you attract the opposite thing, you are a happy person. He's a depressed person. When you're a successful person, she's not successful. It's because something in you is running the show, the mechanism, and the unconscious mind. And so it could be you became successful, but you were poverty stricken as a child, and that program is running really loud and clear. So you're like, I'm really good with money. Okay, I'm really good with money. But I could be coming in the poorhouse. I, I can't forget where I came from. So then she shows up and she's got poverty issues. She can't make money and that's draining you. It's the same thing if you're a happy person but you used to be depressed. So you have to look at what is your unconscious saying and you have to go back into your childhood. It really stems from childhood 90% of the time. It's some hiccup, some trauma, some issue that was a role model situation. Your father, your mother, your sister, your brother, your grandmother. Maybe there was somebody living in the house, a housekeeper, and they said something that you decided to make a fact. They said to you, money doesn't grow on trees. They said oh, to you. Oh, you always hear that. Right, they said to Fuck. you. They said to you, um, you, know, uh, you know, it's so hard to find true love. And they say to you these mantras. Life is so hard. Yeah, right. all these okay. mantras. You know, you just really hard to find a job. You know, uh, you can't find a good apartment in New York City. You know, whatever the mantra was. Oh, I remember that one right, too. Whatever the mantra was, your law of attraction pinpoints. So what you focus on grows. So if you focus on that, even though you're trying to run away from it, Okay, and maybe you have outstepped it. Maybe you did become successful, but you're still afraid to attract a person who isn't successful. You most likely will attract somebody who is the opposite, the poverty-stricken person, the health-ridden person, the person who, who like, you know, can't commit in your commitment. You know, you have to look within yourself. So what David was doing, he was self-identifying himself to say, all right, I'm indecisive. Where am I indecisive? Okay, well, I'm flaky people are showing up because... I'm not really committed to what I'm doing. And then thus the reaction, just like the Tinder thing where he's like, I'm really not in a Tinder. I like to play the game, but I want to go on the back end. And then I connect to Facebook and I look at their friends, but I'm not doing the full Tinder thing. It means I'm not committed. So how do we pivot from this place of non-commitment? How do we get out of the zone? Well, the first thing we do is eliminate the fear. The fear that I won't find someone rich. The fear that I won't get healthy. The fear that I won't find the apartment in New York City because well, everybody says so. So the first step... Fear that I won't meet somebody. The fear that there are bad men out there. The fear that I'm going to get abused again mentally and emotionally. The fear that I'm not going to find someone to love right. me. The fear that... Even though you know... The fear that someone doesn't want somebody. I have three kids. Right. Nobody wants me. The fear... Oh, endless fears. I'm too fears. old. I'm too bad. Oh, they're too I'm old to hear all the time. I'm too whatever. Okay. So we have to pivot. And the way you pivot is, this is the hardest thing to understand, is to take your mind off of it. Okay? To release. I call it the release. When you release and stop thinking about it and worrying about it, worry is a byproduct of fear. First you fear it, then you worry about it, then you try to spin to find the solution. Solution doesn't come from spinning. Solution comes from, I forgot about it, 
and then I can clean out the energy and thus comes the manifestation over here. So it's like, for instance, I'm, I'm so sick of dating. I can't stand dating. So you know what I'm doing? I'm going to take a dating break. I'm not going to think about dating anymore. I'm going to go off and travel Europe, and I'm going to write that book I always wanted to write. I'm going to climb Mount <coughs> Kilimanjaro. I'm going to get really into my work. So my mind is focused on something else, full-heartedly, not halfway. you got to do full-on. And then what happens is an epiphany comes. Maybe I need to go to that party I didn't really want to go to. Maybe I need to call that person I was supposed to call back weeks ago. Maybe I need to like get online and there becomes the love comes into your life. The person is online, the person, your friend connects you to someone. And so you have to pivot away from the drama. Okay, most people can't do this. They can't get the thing out of their mind. Especially if you're a very sensitive soul, you're one of those people that complain and whine and drama and vent and spin and they gotta call every friend they know. They're, they kill their mother with too much talking, they kill their sister with too much talking, they have to go to the therapist. They recycle to, the same conversations the over and over again. The therapist doesn't want to hear the conversation anymore, and that's when you really know you're back because you're spending money at the therapist. So, the Ho'opono technique I had talked about the week before, which is the self identity technique of clearing the path is the first thing a line of defense in this situation. I find if you say, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, over and over the mantra, you can take a breath after that. You can do it in the bathroom, you can do it in your sleep, you can do it when you're at the gym, I don't care where you do it. But if you say this over and over again, repetitively, when you have that moment, when you're going to lunch by yourself, you're brown bagging it, you're in the corner, instead of looking online at porn, say this over and over again. Okay? And what'll happen is it'll transmutate the negative energy. Your mind is off of it because you're saying the four statements. And then what happens is the manifestation occurs. Now, this sounds so simple. Like, how could four phrases totally shift your unconscious? It's because you're focused on the four phrases. It's no different than being focused on a mantra in TM. TM, they give you one line to say. Most likely, it's in a language you can't even understand. You have no idea what it means, but your job is to totally focus in on the mantra and clear all thoughts of anything. Well, most people can't get that quiet in their mind. But if you focus on the four phrases, something's going to happen. So, the first step that's going to happen is People are going to come in your mind that you never thought about or you've been thinking about. Keep saying it. They'll start to dissipate. So your mother might come up and your best friend might come up or the best friend in high school who hurt you and you wronged you in some way. Your ex-boyfriend who hurt you. And people that you can't believe you haven't thought about in years are going to start to come up in your mind. Keep saying the phrases. You're cleaning out that energy and making way for new. And then an inspirational hit you. Something will tell you to do something, take an action of some sort, and that will lead you to the place that you need to be in order for the manifestation to occur. Sometimes you don't even have to take an action. It just happens. Okay? I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Transmutates negative energy if you keep saying repetitively in your mind or out loud, whichever way you want to do it. Some people like to chant. I have a friend who chants out loud before she goes to sleep. Other people I know like people to like chant. That. Other people like to chant in their mind. It's Kundalini quietly. yoga too. Right. They chant. You chant. Some people. I'm a chanter in my mind. I like to say it over and over again. And so one of my chants used to be like I could not fall asleep at night. It's like my mind is body. I need to relax and sleep. Did it work? Please help me to sleep now. Yeah. It's chanting. Chanting usually works in some way. Your brain is being downloaded. Your right and left are, are getting in synchronicity, and thus is downloading into the computer. And the computer can only be downloaded. If the software is clean, you know that, you know, otherwise you're going to get a virus. It's so simple. It's like, it's like common sense. So four phrases. I 
love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, will transmutate the negative situation. You'll pivot and you won't keep attracting that one thing you don't want to attract. That's how you break that pattern. Also, start pattern to, also, also feel abundance. Don't ever say, if you catch yourself, if you ever say there are no great men out there, say there are many great okay, There so are so many great men that want to love me. I don't agree that saying a statement will, will make you. I know act as if and all that crap. No. When, it's that, when it's that deep a sore. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's too simple. It's too simple. Your brain won't. Bring so what you can do is an exercise besides this. You can take a piece of paper out and you can find the one small, like minuscule redeeming quality about the situation. Um, I'll give you an example. So all good, all, all good men are taken. All right. So that leads me to be single, right? Well, while I was single, I made a big company that became a big splashy company and made a lot of money. While I was single, I had time to focus on my TV show, which made me a star. While I was single, I had enough money to go buy all the clothes and things that I wanted to. See what I'm saying? So I'm finding the positivity in being Now you get all the clothes for free. Right. Okay. As I keep saying thank you, thank you, thank you, what happens is the dissipation of all good men, okay, are taken. Right, because you don't even have that mindset right. anymore. And so now you got to look for signs of land. So what are signs of land? Just like Christopher Columbus is looking for signs of land. Okay, and he sees the birds chirp, and he sees the pot, the wood in the in the water. Okay, so signs of land would be: um, I go to the grocery store, and this really cute guy's eyeing me at the orange aisle, and I look up. He's got no ring on his finger, and he's like smiling at me. Wait a second, he's not married. He looks like a fairly decent guy. Wearing a Rolex watch, dressed really nicely. He's got a party of one little basket. Maybe he's single. That's signs of land. Not all good men are taken. See what I mean? So you have to look for the small little things. Don't think of this as the Red Sea parting and Moses coming down from the mountain. This is subtle little nuances. But you've got to appreciate those subtle little nuances. Most people do not appreciate shit. They appreciate... It didn't happen. I didn't meet my husband. Okay? How many people have heard that? Okay? It didn't happen. She or he broke up. I tried this one time and it didn't work and I'm never doing it again. God, David and Patty, you told me to go to the supermarket and flirt and I flirted with a guy and he didn't ask for my number. I'm never doing this again. I'm mad. It's like one time. Rome was not built in a day. Romo wasn't built in a day. You've lived on this planet probably some 50, 40, 30, 20 years and there's no way whether you're an 18-year-old student and going to college all the way to 80 that you think that all of a sudden one little thought's going to transmutate every little negativity. you got a jar. The jar's filled with negative thoughts. The other jar's filled with positive. Most times, you've got 90% negative and 10% positive. You mix them together. How are we going to clean those negative thoughts to get to the positive? How are we going to do that? We have to shift, and that's a pivot. And the pivot is to give gratitude. And if you can't give gratitude because you're so pissed off about the situation and you can't find that one redeeming quality, I love you, I'm sorry, Please forgive me. Thank you. See you next week. We're going to give you some tips because we are deep into summer now. And summer is the best time to meet people. So we're going to give you, we're going to give you a couple of quick tips on how to meet people this summer. Men, women, whatever you're looking for. We're going to get away from the airy-fairy and get down to the nitty-gritty. I really like the airy-fairy because you and I can talk airy-fairy for days and days. And, and I, Look, I know that if you can't clean out the core... Okay, you ain't gonna get shit. Okay, I just know that. But if you want us to go, hey, where are the men and da da da, and do a little, you know, kind of like us weekly. What do we do superficial next week? We're ready to be superficial next week. We're gonna be superficial next week. See you next week.